0: Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Josiah Smith filling in for Ben Blakey. It's Friday, August 12, 2022. There always seems to be something in the future that has a pull on us in the present. Think about this when you are kids or if you have kids, the reality of Christmas, the Christmas season. When I was a kid, the Christmas season gave me a lot of excitement. Whenever the Christmas season turned around, uh, we started decorating the house. My mom has lots and lots of Christmas decorations. It would take us an extreme amount of time to put all the ornaments on the tree and to decorate the house just right. But it created this sense of anticipation. I knew Christmas Day is coming. And I got excited. And we had this calendar that had this little snowman that we would move from each day in the month of December. And there would be, again, this great sense of anticipation. Something that I knew was going to happen in the future was pulling me along in The present For you, that might look a little different. Maybe you're someone who's in a season right now where you're looking forward to getting married. You're looking forward to being a husband or being a wife. And so that could be something that can kind of pull on your heart in the present. That's something that you see in the future, a desire that you have, and it just gives you a sense of, man, I'm excited. I I have anticipation moving forward. Perhaps for others of you, it's having children or there's a baby that's already on the way and you're excited. You're looking forward to this child. Maybe there's even some sense of... of nervousness. You're not quite sure, but there's something in the future. There's something about the excitement of having a baby that that kind of keeps you moving forward and pulling you in the present. Perhaps for some of you, it, it could be retirement. It could be buying a new home. I mean, whatever it might be, they're just usually in this life, it seems that there's always something in the future that has a pull on us in the present. And this idea I think actually comes Directly from the Bible, I think we experience this because it's something that's kind of hardwired into our DNA. There's something in the future for us as Christians that the Bible certainly says should have an effect and should pull us, so to speak, forward right now in the present. As we open to 2 Corinthians chapter 5 today, that's the idea that Paul is is getting at. He's talking about the future of what is in store for us as Christians and, and what it should do in the present right now and really how it should affect the ways that we go about our Christian life. Now, before we dive into 2 Corinthians chapter 5, I just want to briefly give the context for what Paul is Saying, because I want us to understand exactly how he sets this up. So if we back up to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, let's read verses 16 through 18. Here's what Paul says. He says, So we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. So there's this reality where we have physical bodies on this earth. And as we get older, or maybe not even in our older years, it's just a reality for for all of us, sometimes even regardless of our age, that our bodies break down. That's what he's saying. Our outer self is wasting away. Our inner self is being renewed day by day. He says, for this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen, the things that are in the future for us as Christians, for the things that are seen are transient. They're not, they don't last. They're not ultimately meaningful, but the things that are unseen, they are eternal. That's how Paul sets up this passage. He gives us that reality that we were talking about, about something in the future, something that is eternal, something that we can look forward to as Christians that pulls on us in the present, that keeps us moving forward. Now let's launch into our text in our reading this morning in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Paul says, for we know that if the tent that is our body, that is our earthly home, is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, but eternal in the heavens. For in this tent we groan, longing to put on a heavenly dwelling, if indeed by putting it on we may not be found naked. For while we are still in this tent, we groan, being burdened, not that we would be unclothed, but that we would be further clothed so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. He who has prepared for us, us for this very thing is God who has given us the spirit as guarantee. I mean, think about this. God has given us something in the future that is meant to pull on us in the present. He is preparing us for something and he has given us his spirit as a guarantee of that thing. And what he has given us and what he is preparing for us is a new body that will no longer be affected by the the brokenness of this world. We won't see our outer body wasting away. We'll have a perfect body that's given to us by God, that's fashioned for us by God. He has prepared that thing that body for us himself with his own hands so to speak and he is preparing us for that in the future, where there's going to be no more sorrow, there's going to be no more pain, there's going to be no more, no more back pain, no more visits to the chiropractor, no more visits to the doctor, no more arthritis, no more cancer, no more sickness, no more dying. Even right now, there's, there's like I keep having to pause this and and re-record because my chest is all, all scratchy and I'm sick, and and that is not going to be a thing anymore. That's not going to be a thing. We're, we're going to have a glorified body alongside of Christ. And it's something that should give us a, a sense of, of purpose and confidence moving forward as we anticipate receiving this glorified body. In fact, even Paul goes on in verse six and says, so because of this truth, We are always of good courage. We're always of good courage because we know that while we're at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Yes, we are of good courage and we would rather be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So whether we are at home or away, we make it our aim to please God him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each one may receive what is due for what he he has done in the body, whether good or evil. So what does Paul say about how this truth should motivate us? That we're going to be given a new glorified body someday in heaven. How should that motivate us in the here and now? Well, there's two things. One, it's that the the, the glorified body also represents us being in the presence of the Lord. So that should be something that excites us. That should be its something that puts a little pep in our step as we move through our Christian life. But there also is this reality where while we are on this earth, while we are still confined to this outer body that may be wasting away, there's, there's some things that we ought to be doing. And that's what he says in verse nine, whether we are at home or away, we make it our aim to please him. That ultimately is what this future reality of being with the Lord, of having a resurrected body uh, or a a glorified body that doesn't have sickness, that doesn't deal with the 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 fallen effects of sin in this world, that should cause us in this life to have this laser-like focus of saying to ourselves and committing together with one another as brothers and sisters in Christ that we are going to make our life about pleasing. God. That's going to be our aim. So everything that we do, whether it's in our families, in our workplaces, even in our recreation, our leisure, the things that we enjoy doing, it should be to please God because God is preparing for us this new body in this new place in our new home that's in the future that we can look forward to and can give us a sense of motivation in the present. And this really pairs well with even our reading today in the Old Testament of Ecclesiastes 1 through 3. Now, Ecclesiastes is famous for talking about the vanities of vanity, the life being just a mist, being a vapor. It's here one day, it's gone the next. There's sort of this aimlessness to it. But what we need to understand and how we can read Ecclesiastes 1 through 3 today is that our future hope. The thing that we have in the future given to us by God, that we're going to have a glorified body and not just that we're going to have a glorified body with no more sickness, sorrow or disease, though that is in and of itself worthy of rejoicing. We're going to have a glorified body and be with our God. We're going to have a glorified body and be with Christ in heaven in eternity, worshiping God as we have our relationship with Christ and the gospel message that we believe in fully realized on that day and so that reality and that truth that's coming in the future, that hope should give this momentary, the momentary meanderings of this life, the the things that we feel like we just do or the the sort of aimlessness that we can feel and even that we experience in reading Ecclesiastes 1 through 3, our future hope gives those momentary meanderings, those momentary moments, those fleeting vapor moments, greater meaning and sharper focus. And so as we read even Ecclesiastes 1 through 3, you might be able to relate to a lot of the way that the preacher or Solomon is feeling about the world, you might be able to relate to those things, but you should have this in the back of your mind or even on the forefront of your heart saying, I am going to aim to please the Lord. My outer body, it might be wasting away, but I am completely confident and I'm hopeful and I am of good courage, as Paul says, that, that God has prepared something for me in the future that is beyond all comparison. And this light momentary affliction of this world is nothing compared to the glory of God. And that future reality should push us in the present. There's reality of our future orientation and, and our past reality of being recreated by by Christ and adopted should always have an effect on our present application, the ways in which we live our lives right now. And what Paul would say to us, even as we read Ecclesiastes 1 through 3, what do we do with all this? What do we do with the vanity of life and the aimlessness and our outer bodies wasting away? Well, we take it, we use it as a spiritual motivation and say, I am going to aim, I'm going to dedicate my life to pleasing the Lord, because I know that God has prepared something for me in the future in glory that is beyond all comparison on this earth. It's going to motivate me. It's going to pull me forward into eternity because I can't wait for that day. Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. Pastor Ben Blakey will be back again on August 22nd. For more resources check out revivalfromthebible.com To learn more about Compass Bible Church, Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.